This is the Training Camp Today podcast with Jesse Rosfett and Neil Roberts. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Training Camp Today podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Rosfett, and I'm sitting here with Neil Roberts and Neil. A few days away from the Vikings' second preseason game, their first home game, and you had a chance to be down there. Just a few impressions you had from being down there at TCF Bank Stadium. Well, the Vikings played well, Jesse. You know, the offensively, I thought they came out strong. Uh, they scored on their first two possessions, a touchdown and a field goal. Uh, defensively, they held up well. Uh, 26-16 victory. I thought special teams played well. So across the board, I thought they made some, some good strides. And, of course, they need to make those strides again this weekend against the Raiders. But all in all, I think they came out of the game pretty clean, uh, aside from the load hold injury uh, was the big one. Um, but I think the coaches were somewhat pleased with what they saw in that game and with some of these position battles now starting to shake out a little bit. And you got right into my next question with the load hold injury. Really the the big story out of that game comes in the first offensive series. Load hold goes down. You lose your starting right tackle, torn Achilles tendon for the year. It really just doesn't totally wipe the slate clean, but it feels like you kind of have to because what you planned on having for the whole season is not there anymore. So now where do you think the Vikings should go from here on out and the, at that starting right tackle? Well, I think what they're going to do, at least temporarily, is you know exhaust internal solutions to this dilemma. So... Uh, which starts with Clemmings, the rookie right tackle, taking that. I'm okay with that. I thought when we were down in Mankato, he looked good. Uh, he has obviously a lot to learn, but he's an All-American, and he slipped in the draft, so there's a reason they drafted these guys. And we see a lot of teams, like uh, we've seen the Packers, have to dig into their draft picks, sixth rounders many years on that offensive line. It seemed like they do okay, you know. So hopefully these Vikings... Draft picks, there's three of them on the offensive line that they can produce for them this year. They might need them. And it's really nice to leave Berger at as a reserve. If they move Harris back to tackle, Berger at guard, now we have seemingly less depth than we would with Clemmings and the rookies backing up. So, and something no one's really talked about, you know, you hear. Uh, Evan Mathis brought up and Jake Long and some of these guys who are free agents out there, which I don't think the Vikings want to spend a lot of money on one of those guys and bringing them in right now. And maybe they're being held hostage a little bit too by maybe some salary demands by these guys who are out there. But their options might increase both of these players who are on the outside looking in right now as far as looking for a deal, you know, as teams play their veterans more. And of course, we all know that game three is the big week where veterans typically play maybe three quarters. And obviously that's the week where there's more injuries to starters. So I think guys like Evan Mathis are just sitting back and playing it cool and not going to take any less than his five and a half million or whatever he's re whatever he's demanding right now for a salary. So that being said, flip side of that for the Vikings, well, you know, yeah, the first cuts are coming up, but those final cuts, you hate to wait too long, but there's obviously some teams around the league with more depth at this position than the Vikings have. And come those last cuts, Jesse, I think you might see, you know, that's how the Vikings picked up Mike Harris last year. And he's been excellent, you know, in several positions for the Vikings. So that hasn't been talked about a whole lot, but that could be part of Spielman's plan. You know, let's not panic here. I think we know what Evan Mathis or something like that can bring to the table. If he signs somewhere else, he signs somewhere else. If we make it past game three and, and these final cuts and see what's out there on the waiver wire, I think 
some things could surface there as well. So I think the Vikings aren't going to panic and try to bring in a big name right off the bat. They're going to wait and see who comes up on the waiver wire, see how Clemmings looks at right tackle for a few games. You know, that game three will be a good challenge. He'll be going against uh, Dallas's, you know, starting defensive end that game. Uh, Dallas has a good defense, so be some good matchups for him, including you know this weekend against the Raiders. So Clemmings has a lot to prove over the next couple of weeks, and if he does so, you know what you alluded to then earlier though is this situation of depth. You know, is Austin Shepard ready to back up legitimately if we need him by Game Five for the rest of the year? So those hard decisions need to be made, I think. Yeah, and there's plenty of different options the Vikings have, and I think one bright spot is guys like Zimmer and Spielman, they don't sound too concerned mm -hmm. at the moment. They seem like they know what they're doing, which is probably a good thing being where they are in the positions they're at. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, you lose you lose Lodeholt, a guy like that, to injury. It's best to just kind of play it as it is and just kind of roll it out, see how it goes throughout the preseason. And I think if it's going to happen, it's better now than at a time where they're maybe in a playoff run or something. They don't have to scramble for things really immediately. So I think they have some time and stuff, and they're taking their time plenty easily. I agree. You know, or even, you know, move that up to game two or three, where the final cuts have been grabbed off the waiver wire already. We're a couple games into the season, and now what's left, you know? And they're talking about trading, you know, can you could trade a Cordero Patterson or a Chase Ford or an area where maybe the Vikings have a little bit more depth right now. It just seems like trades are hard to pull off the NFL for whatever reason. And to get value for value uh, is difficult. And, you know, who has that kind of depth right now, too? A lot of teams are waiting, too. They hate to give up too much depth right now when we're only a game or two into the preseason. And injuries come along by the end of preseason and all of a sudden, an offensive line person that you wish you would have held on to is elsewhere, and now they're in a pickle. So I think everybody is just going to take a breath on this one and see how things ride out over the next week or two. So let's move into those spots of more depth that we have. You talk about maybe training away some guys where we have more depth, like the tight end position, the wide receiver position. Even the quarterback position looked solid in the game against the Buccaneers, so... I mean, there are some spots. Just talk about, uh, there's a few things out there. I mean, just your impressions on how deep we are at those skilled positions on the offensive side of the football. Well, I'd say wide receiver and tight end, like we mentioned. And I'm not sure, you know, how highly coveted some of these guys are out there. You know, Patterson's a former number one pick. Did some things well his rookie year. Obviously, it's been well documented that he fell off and maybe didn't live up to expectations last season. And I think... A lot of teams, maybe including the Vikings themselves, are wondering where is he at right now? You know, how far is he along in his development? How much can he help a team? And if he is very helpful, the Vikings might want to keep him. If not, maybe it's a good time to unload him. And they have to look long-term with these guys, too. The tight end position, yeah, I think Michael Pruitt has really proven to be uh, NFL-caliber tight end and a legitimate backup for Rudolph if he should... And let's face it, Rudolph's had a hard time staying on the field the last few years, as a lot of players do in the NFL. And the Vikings have had to piecemeal, I think, a little bit more of some tight end options. Chase Ford, for instance, is probably a better receiver than a blocker. Red Ellison, a better blocker than receiver, where Rudolph is a little bit more of the whole package. Well, that's where Pruitt comes in. I think he's more of the total package as well. And I know he's surprised the coaches by his blocking ability, his size, and Obviously, coming out of college, they knew he could catch the ball okay and run some routes and move downfield, and he's proven that as well. So, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but those are the, the names that keep popping up. Our Chase Ford, who could be on the outside looking in. Of course, we also have the tight end from Green Bay that we picked up in the offseason that adds some depth as well, and five other receivers uh, in camp. And it looks like the Vikings will be maybe hanging on to six receivers if they don't make a trade. The QB position, yeah, Sean Hill, like you mentioned, all the QBs looked good last week, which is really encouraging. And Sean Hill threw a lot of good passes. And we saw how quickly last year that we are into our third quarterback. So even Taylor Heineke, I think when they evaluate him in the end, it's going to be, is this guy NFL ready to a degree we're comfortable with? Because they might not have time for a so-called project. So these guys have to be ready to play because it could happen in a hurry. Well, one of those things where we talked about Sean Hill playing well, and he throws a touchdown to Cordero Patterson. So, I mean, there's things there, and then Cordero Patterson, he's up and down, he has the touchdown, then he comes back, gets a penalty on the next series. So, I mean, he's he's there sometimes and shows a lot of talent. So, I mean, I can't. it's tough to imagine the Vikings giving him up just because of so much talent that he has. And then there's stuff like, I want to talk about Rudolph a, li- a little bit more. You talk about mm-hmm. he's been a bit unhealthy, had trouble staying on the field, staying healthy. And I've seen it throughout Teddy's career. You go back to Louisville, you could ask his tight end at Louisville, Gerald Christian. Teddy loves his tight ends. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows North Turner does as well. So I'm thinking, what I'm thinking for this year is Rudolph stays healthy. He goes, I'm putting him in the category. I know it's a little bold of Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski. He stays healthy the way Teddy loves to throw to him. You right. give it to North Turner. Everybody knows what he does with tight ends. I think Rudolph's in for a big year if he stays healthy. Yeah, I agree, and I'm not sure if he's going to put up, you know, 16, 18 touchdowns or anything real crazy, but I could see him going off for 10 touchdowns or something, and like you say, all these equations point to a tight end of the offense from Teddy to the coordinator to just the offensive scheme, AP being back and demanding maybe seven, eight guys in the box on a regular basis or more, so it opens up a lot of things, and hopefully Pruitt can maybe spell Rudolph some as well, giving him maybe more opportunities to stay healthy and not getting as many reps. And on the Rudolph side of things, again, Jesse, one of the questions we asked, he ran earlier uh, in our series, but he has really, by his own admission, not bulked up, I guess, but he's redistributed his weight. And he had a weight program in the offseason. He changed his diet. So when you guys see Rudolph on the field, He's got a lot more of this V-shape going on than he had in the past. And, you know, a stronger, more able body might be healthier in the long run, too, uh, absorbing some of these hits that he's had to take over the over the years and will again this season. So, yeah, a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. But given that, tight end position is looking pretty good for the Vikings right now. And let's take a look at another position now on the defensive side of the football. We talked a little bit earlier, the linebacker position. It's a position... I'm kind of excited about because we have so many different versatile players mm-hmm. and we haven't even seen Anthony Barr yet out yeah. on the field. We've seen Hodges make great plays. Kendricks is looking pretty good as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Audie Cole's still solid. Yeah. And, I mean, we haven't seen much of Chad Greenway either. So the linebacker position is a spot that I'm really looking forward to seeing when the season starts. Yeah, same here. And, you know, some of these younger guys, you know, that uh, seventh-round pick, uh, Edmonds, I believe his name is, doesn't even really get many reps right now because there's five guys that are really battling for playing time. And the Vikings, it seems like they rotate their D linemen in the past, and the 
linebacker spot has in the place where they really rotated people in uh, more out of injury. But this could be one of those years where they do some sort of a rotation and get some of these guys reps because they're all playing well. And when they get in there, they'll be hard to take out of there. You know, we've, we spoke earlier, you know, if Adi Cole gets a shot at middle linebacker game one, he started one game last year and had 14 tackles. I mean, Hodges got in and led the team in tackles in December when he got a chance to start. So these two guys have been backups. They're ready to start uh, for the Vikings. And But it's tough when you say Kendricks. He had a great game last week against Tampa Bay and showed that speed and finished some big plays. Anthony Barr, we already know that he was uh, probably defensive rookie of the year if he stays healthy all of last year. And then Chad Greenway, you know, relying on his uh, expertise as a veteran now at the end of his career, but but still can be productive. So five guys there uh, vying for three spots. Even two spots when you get into a nickel or one when you get into a dime type package, but lots of able bodies. And we have not had that maybe in past years where we've had that many guys who are proven ready to jump on the field and and really help this defense. And that's part of, I think, a successful defense for Zimmer is having these sorts of numbers and depth. And you mentioned it can change uh, when you get into a nickel package. And that's something that when you bring that up, it's something that really. I thought it was intriguing because you think about it, the starting, you start in a 4-3, starting three linebackers could be Adi Cole in the middle and then Greenway and Barr on the outside. You switch to a nickel, I could see it being Hodges and Kendricks in there. So, I mean, there's plenty of different ways the Vikings can go about it at linebacker. Moving on to another defensive position, uh, something that people have been wondering for a while is who's going to start alongside Harrison Smith. And we've seen in the last game, both Robert Blanton and Anton Exum had really good games against the Buccaneers. Exum's been forcing turnovers here in the last couple of games, uh, one in the first, each in the first two games. So just your impressions. I know you thought Blanton played really well in the game against the Buccaneers, but Exum's not going to sit back and just take the backup spot. He's, he's going to try and go for the starting spot as well. Right. Nexon's been my favorite since his rookie year. Only problem has been he's been battling some injuries. And and now I think he has another leg injury that he's hopefully won't be a major concern. Hopefully he'll get some playing time against the Raiders this weekend. But yeah, if I had my pick, I mean, as far as big playability, it's Exum, I think. And to me, Blanton just didn't, I mean, he had a lot of tackles last year, but it seemed to me there were a lot of yards after contact. He didn't really bring his corner abilities, I think, that well to the safety position. And it seems like XM, XM can probably do that better as far as that big playability. We saw it last week with his interception, and he hits a ton. So just the ability to force turnovers and, and stuff like that. And that's one of the questions, uh, you know, if you go to trainingcamptoday.com and listen to our interview on Monday, that was what I asked XM after the game. You know, what if you were to line up starting safety against San Fran week one? What would that mean to you? And he lit up and he didn't give me the generic, you know, well, it's the coach's decision, blah, blah, blah. He wants it. And he told me he wants it. And that was really refreshing to see and uh, give a great reply to that. He plays like he wants it too, I think yeah. is another big thing as well. So yeah, that should wrap it up here. Uh, heading into game number three for the Vikings up against the Raiders this weekend. Still plenty to look forward to. The Vikings haven't haven't worked out all the kinks yet. Still, still some position battles and still what are we going to do at right tackle. So plenty to look forward to. See what the Vikings can do throughout the rest of the preseason as we as we gear up for week one in San Francisco. So that'll do it for this edition of the Training Camp Today podcast. Again, alongside Neil Roberts, I am Jesse Rossfit with a big thanks to our producer, Chris Price. Once again, that'll do it for the Training Camp Today podcast. 